RSPN. Of a young and dreaming. Gentlemen, if I were to ask you your favorite Christmas album, would you be able to know it off the top of your head before you actually said it? Yes, Dipset Christmas. Damn it, I wanted to I wanted to say on I was gonna say on three, yell the favorite Christmas album. And I was gonna see what, 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 what I was gonna say what would happen. I was gonna um, see what would happen, but mine is not Dipset Christmas. Cornell, what is yours? Now that's what I call music five. I'm what? sorry, now that's what I call Christmas five. That's, that's what I call Christmas five. You know what? I expected a much more serious. I expected a much more serious answer as we are recording on Christmas Eve. But we are in a very jolly mood as we are going into Christmas Day. Christmas These are some times that we have been discussing for the past month. And normally, when I introduce RSPN, of course, this is episode fifteen. Normally, I would say he is Jeff and I am Mark, but Jeff is out for the Christmas holiday. Uh, unfortunately, he is one of the two members of the Lookout family that have caught some holiday sickness. Mm. So if you are part of the RNC Radio family, of course, you can send your best wishes uh, as they are going to be out for the week. But I do have some friends in with me this week that are going to make this RSPN experience, and especially an RSPN experience where we discuss our five headlining games for Christmas Day. We are going to make sure that this is a very exciting episode. We gave you the drop last week on who is going to be on with us this week on RSPN. Of course, we have the incomparable OG Johnny Five. Justin Davis is on with us with, surprisingly, his third podcast of the day. And you're going to hear a lot more of him this week. Uh, Side of J5. J5, how are you? I'm good. Uh, three podcasts today. Uh, a show tomorrow, hopefully, with meals. Uh, if he if he recovers, so you're going to be hearing me all throughout the holidays uh, on our RNC radio, whether you love it or hate it. Um, really glad to be here. It's my, I think, what second time being on on RSPN. So yeah, I think it's like second or third. Yeah. I think it's like second or third. I, I, we've we've had to make sure that we cover the LWO whenever you are. Actually, you know what? Let's think about it. You did the finale. You did the finale of season one. I think yeah. you did this. And I want to say you came in for another time. I can't remember the other time, but I I can't either. Glad to have you on this week, but our special guest is another debut on RSPN. I am very happy myself just because I love having brand new voices on with us to discuss basketball between Jeff and I, and this is our second one of the month, so shout out to that. This person and I have been very familiar with each other uh, just based on the amount of time that we've spent putting on a lot of five-star classics <laughs> online. It's not very really classic because you always lose. Offline, oh, actually, I actually wait ended up winning minute. the last. Yep, yep. Let's bring up. Let's let's not let's not bring up the undisputed area into here because I believe Adam would like to have a word with that. Wow, but- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Everybody got to win one. Oh, no, it was two though, Cornell. No, 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 no. I got pinned one time. One you time. got pinned uh, twice. No, 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 no. You got pinned no. twice. You got pinned no. twice. You got pinned twice. <laughs> Never mind. One of them has been the longest reigning 24-7 champions, but not only have we put on some excellent five-star classics, he's doing some incredible work out with NXT and, of course, in the WWE Performance Center as well, and I'm happy to finally have some backup. As much as I, as much as I want to give Jeff my well wishes, uh, I truly would have loved for him to be here as I have finally some backup with the Miami Heat. And our fandom, I am not going into this party alone this week. 
I have Cornell Gunter in with us to wave the Miami flag. I mean, discuss some Christmas games, but more importantly, to wave the <laughs> Miami flag. Cornell, how are you? I am good. I am great. The Miami Heat are 21 and 8. Life mm-hmm. is good. The Sixers suck. Um, wow. Also, <laughs> what is this? This is what, this is what I need. The Miami Heat is real. Like my old Twitter account before I made a new one, before I came wholesome. Um, was ball is my underscore life T A T A says for T Z. Yeah, wow, you know, it's it's one of the things, man. That's really corny, but oh well. Um, it's one of the things for Miami is in my blood, it's in my life. Um, my kid will be a heat fan, whether he likes it or not, his kids will be that and they're going for forever. Um, and yeah, he you sure they're That's not gonna, you sure they're not gonna contract the heat by the time your, your son grows up? Hey, hey, um, question. contract the heat. Hey, question, 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 shut up. <laughs> Why would they contract a multiple championship team within this new millennium? You want to know who doesn't have a championship within this new millennium? Who? Who? The 1776ers of oh, Philadelphia, wow. Pennsylvania. But I will leave the Sixers alone within this next week. Uh, you know what? I I hope people have read. I hope people have read the things that have come out, especially that tweet that said that there was a guy that put out a tweet a couple of months ago and said, you know what? Ben Simmons is just Michael Carter Williams. And he got roasted and he actually put up the statistics to back, to back that up. And everybody's like, Oh, well, uh, you know, he is. And uh, well, Joel Embiid needs to, and I was like, you know what? It's, it's coming. It's coming. People, people are going to start being honest soon, but that is not the, that is not the, the focus this week. I don't want to put too much into the 76ers as Jeff is out. You know, I want to, I want to just save, this moment for a better time what i would like to discuss this week of course we have our christmas day games that we are going to get to and probably do a little bit of ranking and see as important see as far as importance is concerned because we do have five games that are be going on from noon all the way till 10 30 with pretty much five different storylines that are going on throughout there uh, but that conversation will come after we discuss our top 10 power rankings for the week. Of course, you are used to those uh, from the beginning of the show, and usually we break those down through NBA.com. We'll go through those really quick before we get to the Christmas Day games, uh, but our top 10 for this week in week 10 of the NBA, you have the Dallas Mavericks at 10, you have the Toronto Raptors at 9, Denver Nuggets at 8, the 76ers at number 7, the Houston Rockets jump up to number 6, the Miami Heat jump up to number 5, the Clippers drop down to 4, the Celtics jump up to 3, the Los Angeles Lakers stay at 2, and the Milwaukee Bucks once again number 1 in the top 10 power rankings. We had an amazing game uh, between the Bucks and the Lakers this past week. Did anybody, uh, did anybody tune in to watch? Uh, Laker yeah. games, Laker games give me anxiety. You already know this. Uh, so <laughs> I only last about two and a half uh, quarters before I'm just like, you know what? We're never going to win. And I, you know, this, this season has been really odd because we've been really good. So like any loss, I'm just kind of like, kind of not dejected but i'm sort of like ah, eh, okay we'll get them next time but the, the bucks one in particular was just a game that they could have won and really should have won but it just felt as though that streak really kind of tired them out it just felt like they were tired and they they you know in the first half they gave all they, they could give in the second half they kind of brought it back but uh completely winnable game i thought but i thought it was a really solid game for me it's one of the things where that was a good that was a good test for milwaukee um and a good test with Giannis hitting five threes. I don't know how likely that is to happen again, for me honest. But yeah. 
I'm not going to lie to you. If he can actually consistently make one or two, hell, even three jumpers, uh, just jumpers, not even threes. But if he can make, you know, two to three jumpers a game, that makes the defense have to play him honest. And that, that, that that's when he's the most dangerous. But he could pack in the paint against them. Like, it's not really nothing. So the fact that the Lakers, <laughs> he was making he was making a rain on them. There was nothing they could do. But I, 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 do, I do agree with day five. They did come back in the second half and actually make it, like, competitive. Because that first half, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. So, you know, I, 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 my bad, I'm going to cut you off, but I do think that the second half of the season come February, I, I, I need to see this rematch. I, I, need, I need to see both of them. Cause I, I think both teams are going to make some moves on the trade deadline. So I want to I see, see them run that back. Mm-hmm. And speaking of trade deadline, I think the uh, outside of the Los Angeles Lakers, the first team to actually strike within a trade, de- trade deadline deal has come within the past hour, I want to say. I believe the Utah Jazz ended up trading for Jordan Clarkson from the Cleveland Cavaliers. So he is headed out to Utah as he is traded for, uh, I believe, Dante Exum and some picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. So, so I mean, I, I think that makes the Jazz a little bit better. Right, I think Clarkson yeah. was—he was—he was treading water. He wasn't doing much in Cleveland. In fact, no one is doing much of anything in Cleveland. So I think this is a great move for him. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I'm sorry. I think it provides depth to Utah, and they need something to, to spark them because they've been really inconsistent. It's like some games, some games they're there. Some some games they're they're flicking, and other games they just let Donovan Mitchell shoot thirty shots, and then they call that basketball. So hopefully we get some bit depth. Uh, hopefully Jordan Clarkson can bring us some nice young positive energy, and hopefully they can get stuff going on the right track. Yeah, Utah and Denver has been two teams that uh, Jeff and I have discussed within the past few months. That not only NBA Twitter normally jumps on and say there's going to be championship contenders, but there's a lot of writers and a lot of people that are heavily involved in the NBA that are considering these to be championship teams. And when I view it, I'm like, um, when people say Denver Nuggets are, are, are definitely have nothing to prove and they can be a championship contender, I'm like, all right, let's slow things down just a, a, a tiny bit on Denver. Yeah, hell no. Hell no. It, it's, I, I think they, they've been saying Denver is going to be like that like a lot of times this decade where they would say that. And it never kind of formulates because like by the end of the, of the season, they're one of the few teams that are trying to battle for an eighth spot and they need like some other team to lose in order for them to make it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but also but, like when you, when you got, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Go ahead, yeah, but what I mean, I'm just gonna defer this to you, Cornell. What moves do you think the Lakers need to make uh, or are gonna make on the trade deadline? Uh, I think, I think, I think Troy Daniels or like one of those kind of guys will get let go or somehow get moved for somebody like a Jamal Crawford or something. Because in the playoffs in the West, you have to be at least nine or ten deep. Yeah, and you know Lakers right now they're like what seven strong, maybe yeah. eight, maybe. I think you know? eight. I think it's about eight. Well, this thing Kuzma still hasn't shown up yet consistently. Right. So that's that's why we lost at seven. But when Kuzma finally gets his legs up under him and actually starts shooting, then you know, then okay. But I think you get a guy like Jamal Crawford or even a J.R. Smith because in order to win a championship, especially you're you're, you're gonna have to go to the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Vice versa. You're gonna need you're gonna need somebody experienced. You're gonna need a veteran. You're gonna you're gonna need somebody that you can get the ball to when Braun and AD are tired as hell. That can like mm-hmm. yo go get us a bucket. And I, I think that'll be Jamal Crawford. And also he's a free agent, so it's cheaper. It's cheaper to get him. It's so much easier to get him. Uh, yeah. you, ain't got you can give him one point three million and call it a day. Right. 
I agree. I agree. Now, as Utah, now, as Utah ends up uh, uh, being one of the first to strike, this is probably the biggest news that has come out from Utah because outside of that, there has been the only thing that has come out from Utah in this past week ends up being something that is not too uh, based or, 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 or could be handled by the Utah Jazz team. This is coming from the racist Utah Jazz fan from last year. <laughs> That ended up uh, talking a whole bunch of nonsense over Russell Westbrook, uh, something that Russell Westbrook did not end up playing last year. And uh, he ended up being banned from the arena out in Utah and was not allowed to come back to any game. Now, they put out his photo. I think they put out his name. I don't know if they doxed him fully or anything like that, but his his visibility, he was definitely visible out after everything came from his band now since that time of last year he has now come out and says that he's going to sue the utah jazz and he's going to sue russell westbrook for 100 million dollars in compensatory and punitive damages alleging defamation and infliction of emotional distress i mean i feel like all of that just comes from the fact that your photo's up there and now you we have a name a face to the name of a racist and he is <laughs> completely stressed out and wants to i don't think he wants to get back into utah and actually go back to jazz games but a hundred million dollars once i saw that number i'm like oh he, he can't he can't be even getting a fraction of this no not at all it, it, i mean just this goes to prove once again just societally uh as far as society is concerned rather utah it ain't all good over there and it, it ain't all right over there Hashtag ain't all good i i think i understand what's being referred to when it comes to hashtag all good yeah, over, yeah. Over, over in Utah, because um, truth be told, I, I think there's been multiple stories of people that have heard certain things out in Utah and has mainly just talked chalked that up to being in that specific environment, maybe in that specific area and hearing these certain things. But it only has been uh, um, highlighted a whole lot more as Westbrook started coming over and saying, you know, don't say any of that because Westbrook's not going to take any of that shit in the first place. Yeah, you not know. at all. He'll, he'll knock your ass out. <laughs> right <laughs> in there. <laughs> but I, I think I think it was one of the things where that situation kind of sparked, like, you know what? Hey, Rush, you ain't the only one to deal with that. Also, I think it's kind of funny how, you know, how can you sue the man you said a racist comment to because the Utah Jazz said, hey, we're not trying to get a bad public image. For first off, our superstar player is African American, so we don't want him to be mad at us. Okay, yeah. so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna we're gonna stand firm on this. We're gonna say you say you cannot come back here. How can you be mad and sue somebody for a hundred mil? A hundred million because, is one hundred percent not happening. And and then and not only that, punitive damages as well. Like you weren't hurt or like <laughs> mentally damaged by any of this. The only thing that the only thing that hurts is knowing that your your image is is painted under racist. I think that might be the only thing. It's like oh, I see my fucking images out there. But yeah, I, oh, yeah. the only thing that will hurt you is being labeled as something that you absolutely. Here's my thing: white people, white people hate being called racist as much as black people hate being called the n-word by other white people. So, like, I think that that that's what he's equating it to. Like, you guys are essentially being the word that I was using to other minorities to me, basically. Yeah. Like, that's what you guys are treating me as, and it's just like, don't at least you can call a white person anything. You can call them. Freaking cracker, you can call, call him anything. You call a white person a racist, it's like, oh no, I saw a black guy today and I, <laughs> and I opened the door for him. And I like Queen and Slim. Thank yeah, exactly. you very much. 
It's like, come on, man. $100 million, get out of here. Like, come on, dude. You're not getting that, bro. Now, I want to say that this should be in a similar fashion, but it ends up being a lot more easier to deal with, not only because it is happening to, uh, well, in an area that was a lot less serious than how Russell Westbrook took it. When you saw Westbrook actually come up and and, and tell the uh, racist fan, you know, do not say any of that shit. Just sit around with your wife and do whatever. This ended up being a little bit of a different scenario. Out in Philadelphia, when the Washington Wizards were playing the Philadelphia 76ers this week, point guard Isaiah Thomas ended up in an area with a fan that ended up not being the most enjoyable while he was shooting free throws. And, uh... He did something a little bit similar to what Russell Westbrook did, but this was not more of a front row situation. He actually ended up going, what was it, about five, seven rows up, walking up to the fan and calmly telling him. I don't even think he went into any expletives or anything wild where he started wilding out. He just said, I'm a man first. Don't say or act in this type of manner, you know, towards me. Because in the post interview, he's stating that this fan, while he's shooting free throws, is doing double middle fingers and saying, fuck you, bitch, you know, in their, in, their, in, their, in their comfortable area that they are seven rows up in an NBA game. So I'm sure as they are seeing Isaiah Thomas walk up, and Isaiah Thomas is not the most, you know, uh, I, I think it's safe to say he's not the most threatening uh, uh, person walking up to you. He's not the, he's not the, uh, what is the best terminology that I can use for this? For this, I, I I don't think it should be an area where you are highly concerned at Isaiah Thomas not, walking up to you. But now it's it's not Embiid walking up to you. How about that? It's not yeah, Joel exactly. Embiid it's not Joel Embiid towering over you and be like, "What did you say to me?" And then and then you're like, "Oh shit!" Now you got to figure out what the hell you're gonna do. How you gonna uh, walk up? But Isaiah Thomas is walking up to you and he's like, "All right, yo, I'm a man first. Just calm down, blah blah." And he specifically said that this fan said, "Sorry, I just wanted a frosty." And in my head, I'm just like, for a goddamn frosty, if he would have missed one of the two free throws, the, th- the free things that fans get when somebody, say, misses two free throws. And because of that, the Sixers heckler is now banned for a year over some damn frosties. And Isaiah Thomas gets suspended two games because he walked up into the section and actually had words for a specific player. When I think about that, it's like the NBA, truthfully, is so scarred and we did and we covered this we covered this last month for the 15 year anniversary of malice at the palace they are so scarred even 15 years later of seeing what it came down from that and everything that had come from the suspensions the look on the league the look on ron artest steven jackson jermaine o'neal all of those players they literally never ever want to repeat what happened in 2004 ever again so as soon as they see a uh, an nba player walking into the court they're like oh, 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 oh cut off the mic cut off the mic cut off the cameras let's go let's go, let's go, let's go. we don't want this again and he gets suspended two games for not wilding out to me i don't think he deserves a suspension of two games i understand that looking at it from the perspective of okay anything could have happened if he walked up in that arena who knows if those fans end up throwing shit at him and then he ends up fighting and then with that all the wizards players are gonna start coming up and trying and trying to assist them and getting getting them out of there it could have been a whole lot worse thankfully these fans were pretty pussy and just said you know i just want some frosty bro leave me alone and uh that ended up being the the end of that but it's in a similar fashion but not exactly the same no not at all i I mean people they jump fly in the nba in the crowd all the time we've seen that in the past literally two years Uh, every year i mean whenever lebron plays it's 
you know, it's open season. They say all types of things to him, I'm sure. But I think that it, I think I I think Isaiah he handled it the best that he could have handled it. I mean, I don't think that they there should have been any type of threat that would have given him a two game suspension, of course. But you know, if the if the fan gets it, I, I can kind of see where the NBA stands where it's like if the fan gets it, then Isaiah's got to get it too. But it, again, it just seemed like to me it was it was really superfluous. It's one of those things where it's 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 like the, the scarred, like you said, Mark. It's a scarred ex girlfriend that, that left you so torn and so hurt. But here's my thing. At some point in time, like we talked about Westbrook and all that, and we see this all the time. Though we see a lot of fans coming to games and walling out for no reason. At some point in time, like like when when do the NBA players stop being treated as like cage monkey sometimes? Because of course, you know, socially when they want to speak out about stuff, oh, do it, guys, go ahead and do it, do it, do it. But when they want to defend themselves and be like, bro, just chill on that, then it's like, oh hell no, oh, no, you did not. Oh hell no, you gotta go, bro, you gotta go. Mm-hmm. So it's one of these, like, like I said, if Isaiah Thomas, see, he calmly approached the young man, well, I kind of approached the guy, and it's like, hey, just don't say that. Like, he, he didn't, he didn't curse, he didn't raise his, he was, he was talking real calm. Like, that's, yeah. I mean, I mean now, now granted, you walking off the bench, like, bro, ain't you paid the hoop? Nah, whatever, but still, that, that's, that's not even the point. The fact that he left, he left his bench to go confront somebody and didn't yell, didn't ask, he, he wasn't even trying to be intimidating. That's why the suspension to me is weird, because he was not trying to be intimidating. Now, 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 if they want to, if they want to cheat it, like you know, you know when, you know when benches clear out, when uh, when players are wilding out, and yeah, like, yeah, oh, exactly. Well, if, you, if you leave the bench, they want to cheat it like that. Okay, then cool. But you cannot, you cannot give him two games for confronting somebody and saying, "Hey, bro, I don't, I don't like what you have to say." Just pull out. Yeah, when when are these guys gonna gonna be allowed to to protect themselves? Because if he didn't walk up to the guy, no one would have ever known that he was heckling him. No, yeah. they, he he wouldn't have been thrown out. You know, when when are these players allowed to have the agency to protect themselves, protect their you know physically and, and their physical and their mental health? When are they going to be able to protect themselves? And I think that's where the question lies. I want to see a photo weird. of the heckler. Has there, any big, has there anything been for the photo of the heckler? I think no, I, I saw one. I saw yeah. a video of it, and and like to do when I think I came out, he was like, "Oh, I'm sorry." <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Start starts pulling back. But but that's my thing. It's like, dude, it's it's one of the things where again we're human, and just because these guys like are paid to play basketball, does not mean that these these guys cannot have their own say so and opinions on non social stuff. Like like LeBron, LeBron gets it every single game. I remember when Delon, the whole thing with Delonte West was kicking off. Like mm-hmm. people used to be wild. I, I remember when he went back to Cleveland, they were saying the most absurd stuff ever. But the NBA didn't give a damn about that because you know what? It was good for TV. It was all the man. It was just a crazy environment. It's so toxic. We all know it. there was a lot of stuff being said to that man throughout that whole two and a half hour game. Mm-hmm. Shit, don't oh, tell. Uh, I was gonna say, don't tell Kevin that because he's gonna be like, "Hey, Boston, we broke him." You know what I'm saying? We broke him. <laughs> he went to my end. I was like, Shut up. "You shouldn't have said up. that." You shouldn't have said that because KD K- K- just showed that he's a bum. Like the fact, the fact that you, how, how how dare you say that you broke somebody? Because he went to Miami. But KG, what was the reason of you at forcing the trade from Minnesota to go to Boston? Because Dirk Nowitzki had his foot up your behind. And you couldn't hmm. get out the first round. Hmm. So, which, is, which is wild. And then, like, Paul Pierce is always going to be the salty girl because he's sad that he had a super team. He only wanted one to ring. That, that's sad. But back to Kevin Garnett, the thing that kills me about him is that he was the big ticket, right? Quote, <laughs> unquote, the, the big the ticket. Big ticket. The big ticket. That was a, that was a small ass show, if you ask me. Because you ask me, <laughs> they, they they won they won they won the NBA final because and then somebody get like something happened 
take out the buffoonery happened in that finals because the NBA wanted Boston to win because they knew the Lakers were good enough to get back there the next year. So they wanted to have that good storyline for two years. But KG, let's talk about this. So you you won the title, you scream anything is possible, except for you going back to the finals and actually doing something. Wow. So that's hilarious. <laughs> so then he well, sits up here, they go back to the finals, Kendrick Perkins get hurt. What the Lakers do? Ron Artest makes a clutch, a clutch game stealing <laughs> three-pointer when when he knows he shouldn't have, he shouldn't have pressed square, but he pressed it anyway. And what happened? Because the Celtics, that team was overrated. And overhyped, and what happened? They came up short. At least at least LeBron and the Heat went to how many finals? But oh, anyway, to, 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 yeah, how many did this, they went to two? And then, then they went to go be residents in, in, in New Jersey. And then Paul Pierce went to, like, somewhere weird, like Washington. And then he ended up somewhere else. And now he's calls himself a sports analyst and Kevin Garnett. You're an area 51 because you're, you're that trash and you fell out that much after leaving Boston? I guess. I guess. But then guess what? The guy that, that had you all scared, that made Justin, hey, man, this boy's coming. We better team up. Last time I said LeBron, he went to the NBA Finals with a worse team than Paul Pierce had and KG had. He, he, he took Larry Hughes to the Finals. Daniel Marshall to the Finals. Carlos Boozer with a fade to the Finals. Hey, come on, bro. This is a my this is now a Miami Heat podcast. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I don't I don't even think I don't want to really write it as a as a heat podcast, but to me it's just like you would expect the amount of things. Imagine all the NBA champions that we have seen within the past 20, 30 years. What's 30 now? 1990? The past 30 yes. years. I don't think outside of maybe the 90s Bulls, which, of course, 100% warranted how, warranted. how many other teams have you seen come out with specials, quotes of their period since that time? Do you see too much of that from the Spurs? And they're five-time oh. NBA champions. How many times do you see them link up and be like, yeah, you know, we really shut down what was that, whatever was going on, and uh, we really shut down LeBron's first time in Cleveland. Yeah, how about we? How about what we did to Detroit? You know, tell you how many times that has happened with the Detroit, the 04 Detroit Pistons that shut off the what was considered the super team at that time, the Los Angeles Lakers, when they were going for three out of four champion, uh, four out of those five championships. How many times have you seen the Detroit Pistons? How many times have you seen Ben Wallace and Chauncey Billups come out and be like, yeah, we really shut them the fuck up. I wish we would have done that shit. We could have done that shit to Miami. We could have done that. I wish we could have faced Dallas in the finals. We would have shut Dirk Nowitzki the fuck up. How many times have you seen that? But we've seen the Boston Celtics and so many times of that 2008 championship team. The only championship that they won in between that period of being a super team, and I'm putting that in quotations, how many times have we seen them on TNT, in the reports, on different teams, all discussing what had went down between themselves and LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh? They don't have too much about any other team. They don't discuss Dwight Howard and the Orlando Magic when they were playing them to be able to go and play the Los Angeles Lakers in 2010. They don't discuss anybody nope. else in the East. They barely nope. even discuss the Los Angeles Lakers and Kobe Bryant are on our test. It's always LeBron James. Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosch. And granted, out of everything the Garnet says that I did not agree with, the one thing that I would say is the least debatable, in my opinion, is that you know what? Everything that Boston was doing in between that time, the difficult time that LeBron had getting to the NBA Finals and us actually having the opportunity to see uh Cavaliers Lakers finals, ended up being cut short 
because of the difficulty of the Boston Celtics. Now, they didn't get eliminated by the Boston Celtics in 2009. The Orlando Magic took care of that in the ECF, and they went to go play the Los Angeles Lakers and get banged five games. But... It was, that, a gentleman, it was a gentleman's sweep. They let yeah, him have yeah, their yeah, first yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was definitely a gentleman's sweep with, with the Lakers and, and the Orlando Magic. But I will say that everything that had happened in between that had made things a lot more difficult. Was that the specific reason? No. And Stephen A. Smith has even went on to that and said, you know what? The Celtics did make things a lot more difficult for LeBron James, but there were so many different bad things that were going on with LeBron James and his teammates that are not – 100% vocal or in the air, but if you really searched, and you don't even really have to search that hard on what is found with Delonte West, you don't have to search too much of what has went on between himself and the Cavaliers teammates and, and the disrespect that he had received in between that time. You don't have to search that hard. There are many different things that factored into him getting off the Cavaliers and going out to Miami. So all of that happened summer of 2010. All of that beautiful, they end up, going into the playoffs, losing against the Mavericks, so on and so forth, yada, yada, yada. But it never pissed me off the most. He goes into 2012 where you have the LeBron James game after the Celtics are up 3-2 and two, and Paul Pierce is saying he's ice cold and blah, 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 blah. And everybody's mm-hmm. saying, you know what, it's over early. They should just cut up the heat, blah, 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 blah. LeBron James gives a stare. He drops 45 in Boston. They end game seven. They move on. Kevin Garnett. Seven years later, has the opportunity to say, you know what? There is an agenda between the league and the Miami Heat for them to win. I was just like, you know what? Fuck everything you just said. I, I really, I really, I, 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 I couldn't, I couldn't care less about what you just said after all that. Yep. The well, fact that well, this man said that they broke him, that, that is so funny. Well, I'm sorry, uh, go ahead. K- KG, go ahead. KG, we, we all yellered him just now. There you go. Oh, he's yeah. great in he's great in uncut gems, I got to say. For all the KG news, he's really good at uncut gems. I saw, I saw the movie a couple of days ago. He's very enjoyable. Maybe acting and maybe he was acting. Maybe that's what that was. He was just acting that day when he said all. I mean, he he acts real nice against Charlie Villanueva, but then when Oh, wow. Oh. Oh, Donis Haslam walks up. All of a sudden, it's, "Oh, shit, my mic on. Oh, where am I at?" Hey, not chill. Don't forget he acts real nice to Melo, too. The thing that just kills me is that you say you broke somebody that came into your home, gave you a stare of like, you know, you're not effed up, right? And then <laughs> drop 45. And, and, then, and then proceed to literally victimize. <laughs> I'm going to try to him right quick. But this man destroyed them from start to finish, from bell to bell. And then proceeded to say, they proceeded to bring you to his house, continue to beat your behind. And then since you packing, y'all did not even go back to the finals since. Like the last when they lost to the Lakers, they never went back. They never did nothing. They always ran into LeBron. He went to Brooklyn. Oh yeah. Durant Williams. Joe Johnson. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Paul Pierce KG. This is the greatest team we've ever seen. Miami got him. Oh man. Those heat, man. LeBron, man. It kills me that the fact that these guys now, these bitter, old, washed up guys. That did not have the career on at any caliber as LeBron. See him continue to elevate his game, and instead of being like, you know what, like Michael Vick did for Lamar Jackson, or like Allen Iverson does for everybody else, instead of being like, yo, you know, what, hey man, salute you on that, like you really doing big things. It's oh well, we broke you about six, seven years ago, even though you gave us forty five and sent us home. It just doesn't make any sense. And then and then to be like, you know, we see though if it's me, you know, Paul, oh, uh, you know, Rondo, oh, uh, yeah, we see Brown, and it ain't gonna be no. 
it, 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 it ain't gonna be no family thing. It's gonna be oh, how you doing? Cause you know we don't. Rep it's like, bro. It seemed like it seemed like y'all are mad at yourself. Ray Allen loves him. Ray Allen got a ring with Brian. Ronda loving it. Mm -hmm. Ronda living a good life right now. Only two people that are sad is Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. And, the, and it's always those two. Yeah, because you know what? Paul Pierce is mad that he was actually people actually liked his game for some reason and actually called him one of the top small forwards in the league. And then LeBron was like, ah, ah, next. And then he was an afterthought. I don't understand how how somebody who's out of shape and all of a sudden that got a got a bad sideburns and all that got broken down like a decimal and was on his knees and got in a wheelchair and cried out the game. Can I have something to say about LeBron James? The man has been to multiple consecutive finals in his lifetime. The man has multiple caliber talking about stats alone in general. I don't understand how these two guys can be so bitter towards somebody who, who like, it's like LeBron, he don't even talk trash about them. He don't even say nothing about them. Zero quotes on the Celtics he, for the past, for X amount of years. He see KD, he's like, what's up? How you doing? And KD, oh, what's up, bro, bro? How you doing, bro? You was bad. But all of a sudden you do that. I get it, KG. You got a movie coming out. It's like wrestling. It's entertainment. I get it. So, like, yeah, I get it. You're, you're, you're trying to get your name in the headlines and people can actually look out for you in the Adam Sandler movie. I get it. My bad. Now, before we jump into Perfect Plays of the Week, I will leave Kevin with this quote because apparently he forgot this shit. Per SB Nation in 2010, Kevin Garnett was asked about LeBron's impending free agency last night. This is after, of course, he loses uh, to the Boston Celtics in the second round in, in 2010 as Celtics move on to the Eastern Conference Finals to play the Orlando Magic. Burnett was asked about LeBron's impending free agency last night, and his answer was very interesting, as noted by CBS's Ken Berger. Loyalty is something that hurts you at times because you can't get youth back. I can honestly say that if I could go back and do my situation over, knowing what I know now with this organization, I'd have done it a lot sooner. Yeah, I remember hmm. that. I remember, that. Hmm. I remember hmm. him saying that. But but now I remember, bro. Nowadays, he forgets that, bro. He he's on an Area Fifty One with Candace Parker, and I guess he just doesn't understand what he's doing nowadays. It's just trash, bro. Anyways, go heat. <laughs> Actually, we, yeah, yeah. I think at this point we just gotta leave Kevin and Paul on the whole train because anything that they say following that is always something with three people that uh, are, I, th I think they know a lot more than uh, the Celtics do that, you know, things happened. It was the end of that era. There was no, there was no old guys going up against youthful guys as they would like to point that out. There was no agenda. You just got beat. Big beat. And, and with it. that, I will leave Boston. I will leave Boston with that. And hopefully I, I I I really don't think do, do would Celtics fans disagree with uh, Celtics fans disagree with that? I I would truly hope not. Fuck yeah, they would disagree with that. They're but white. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. What, with that said, they're, with, they're white. With, they're with that said, <laughs> shout out to Huey and the Perfect Play team for the perfect plays of the week. Make sure you are heading to theperfectplay.co for everything immediate with news, music, sports, and culture. You will see all of that immediately in perfect fashion with the perfect play team so reach out to the perfect play.co for all of that for your brand new news and we will head to our perfect plays of the week for week 10 of the nba as we discuss our five storylines on christmas day as we come back it is rspn on rt radio we will be back after this
The outside's not working. Let's see what happens inside the house. Donovan Mitchell going to the roof right here. Jazz needed that one. Trying to bait the call on he, Clark. He got fouled. It's just a missed call by the official. Hello, John Morant in transition. It's a three by Antetokounmpo. It's picked up by LeBron. Down court, Anthony Davis. Sledgehammer at the other end. Out racing Antetokounmpo. Giannis here for AD. Oubre Jr. sheds his defender. Oh, my. And punishes the iron with a left hand. Gets his first rebound. Throws it away. George gets it back with Oubre debate and he flushes it in. Oh, and stares him down after the flush. You dunk on me. I'm going to dunk on you. They're both the way they're talking. And all of a sudden, PG say, oh, man, I'm going to get you back and put you in the rim. All right, we are back. RSPN on RNC Radio, episode 15. I am Mark. He is Justin, and he is Cornell. Shout out to the Perfect Play team once again for our top five perfect plays of the week as we head finally into our five Christmas games that are going to be solidified tomorrow night, Christmas Day. Right now, we still have to wait a little bit of time since it's now Christmas Eve. The only thing that I'm awaiting right now is something that is outside of these NBA games as of right now. Um, We discussed it briefly on RSPN, but tonight is the night that we actually have the conversation. Uh, RNC Secret Santa. Yeah, yeah. I haven't got mine yet. I haven't haven't got my gift yet. Still haven't got your gift yet? Yeah, yeah. I am... um, What is the best way to say this? Uh, I I think there's (laughs) going to be some conversations. I think there's going to be some conversations tonight. I mean, is it bad? Is it a bad gift? You keep saying that. (laughs) It's it's not it's not bad. It's not bad at all. And originally, I was like, I can remember I told the story. I was like, I think, uh, yo, yeah, I remember. My mom, my mama texted me and she was like, yo, there's this box and it's wrapped like it's a damn bomb. (laughs) <laughs> and i'm like what the fuck but i'm but I, I know in my head i'm like this has got to be the gift but i'm like yo what the hell did they buy me that is wrapped like a damn bomb i get home and lo and behold she's not being dramatic it's it's a huge amount of tape on it it looks like if you drop it this is gonna set off an atomic bomb so i am like i'm looking at it i'm holding it and originally i go to open it I, I I swear to God, I wish I got this on camera. I go to open it, I grab a knife, and my mom's like, ah, open it outside, just in case. And I'm like, oh, you can't be fucking serious. So I go outside, I take the knife. I'm not expecting anything to happen with this, but I take the knife, I open one half of it, and if I would have heard that, you would have seen me dive immediately into my house. Fuck that. I would have took all the scrapes. Uh, so I open it, and that side of my present peeks out and I just burst into laughter. I'm just like, y'all cannot be serious. Y'all, cannot, y'all cannot be serious with this. So I open it. I'm, I'm literally laughing like five minutes. I'm literally laughing like five minutes straight. Cause I was, I truly cannot believe that, that this was the gift. Now but will you reveal what it, will you reveal what it was next week on RSPN? Reveal, reveal it next week on RSPN, or should yeah. I? Or should I, I was gonna reveal. Okay, okay, okay. I'll, 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 reveal, I'll reveal it next week on RSPN. Jeff has already received his gift uh, from his secret, saying that he'll be able to discuss it as well. But we are going to be discussing this as a team tonight, um, privately. Okay. I think Mills had said. Uh, I think Mills. I think Mills had dropped the time. But 
eight o'clock. It's at eight o'clock tomorrow or today. Yeah, tonight. So all in all, I would say very successful Secret Santa. But tonight is going to be a very fun night. I will say that. I can't wait to hear. I, I really want to know what it is because knowing knowing whoever got you, I don't know who got you, but I. I, oh, listen, you know, I no, listen, do you know my Secret Santa? No, I don't. Remember, I told you the other night. Like I, I was trying to de- deducing who had who. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I I I think I got my idea who got you and who you got, but uh, I can't wait to hear who it is and who, what they got you. So RNC Secret Santa, the 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 most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> Absolutely. Now with that, we have. Five games on tomorrow. You have heard a well amount of information of them as we have went through RSPN for the month of December and pretty much between NBA, uh, uh, between ESPN, ABC, TNT, uh, anywhere that covers basketball. These have been the highlights of what is going on for this month as we head into not only a brand new decade, but essentially start coming into a year, portion of the year of the NBA season where things start getting a lot more serious and of course more viewers start coming in as things with NFL playoffs and uh, Super Bowl starts making its way to ending in in the beginning of February and of course in between that after the Super Bowl is normally our area with All-Star Weekend and with All-Star Weekend becomes the second half of the NBA regular season and the half of the regular season where a lot more people start tuning in and get a little bit more of a solid idea of who is going to be our top teams when it comes to the NBA playoffs as things get closer into April. There will be a lot of uh, different challenges, rushes, uh, streaks, whether it's positive or negative for a lot of different teams as they try and make their way and start playing into positions and things of that nature when it comes to the NBA playoffs. But this has been our top headline, I would say, for these past few months as the NBA tries to put more things into stardom and starts putting things atop of that as many reports have come where uh, they have struggled with that for these next few months. But I feel like this is going to be something that is very big positive for them as we have 10 teams that are going to be making uh, some good memories as we go into Christmas Day. And to start that off, we have the Boston Celtics against the Toronto Raptors at noon on ESPN. So these are normally two teams that are top of the Eastern Conference battle as of right now. Uh, but unfortunately, Pascal Siakam, Martin Gasol, likely not to play uh, on Christmas Day. Siakam is unfortunately out indefinitely with a groin injury on Wednesday's game versus the Detroit Pistons. And Martin Gasol is out with a strained left hamstring. So if you were ready to see these two, when it comes to the NBA champion Toronto Raptors, as they go up against the Boston Celtics, unfortunately, they will be out. Now, Toronto came back in a miraculous game on Sunday night as they faced the Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks, who have made their way top 10 into the uh, top 10 power rankings, they came back down 30. Lowry more than ready to hold things down, but he's going to be going up against Kemba Walker and the Boston Celtics in the Christmas edition of Point Guard Wars. Uh, they have had issues with um, – an injury as well in between Gordon Hayward within this past season, but he is ready to play following missing a few games with some foot soreness. Will you yeah. guys be interested in seeing a lot of Raptors and Celtics on noon? Yeah, I, I, I'll check it out. I think they're, I mean, I haven't been watching the Raptors uh, games uh, faithfully, but I will say that like they've kind of rebounded a lot better than I thought in the absence of Kawhi. So, I mean, they, they've really been playing hard. And I think that, that uh, the game on Sunday, 
was just incredible in, in just the narrative of the of the Dallas Mavericks and the resiliency of the Raptors. I ain't watching that because he <laughs> should be playing on Christmas, the first man. game. Nah, man, listen, bro. Why did he not playing? I don't care okay, about they- what he did last year. I don't care about last year. Here's my thing: the Heat should be playing on Christmas Day. To be honest, you get LeBron and Kawhi and them out of here. You put the Heat on first. You damn, you make them play a second game. You put them on last. Mm-hmm. But you got the Nuggets playing. The Pelicans. The Pelicans are playing on Christmas Day. Well, there was a reason that the Pelicans were yeah, playing yeah. on Christmas Day. Oh, Unfortunately, oh, the oh, NBA yeah. was damn. guessing. The, yeah, the NBA was pretty much Larry guessing. Johnson. They they were Larry guessing. Johnson. They were okay, guessing like who would be who would be big or who would, what would be must see games. I, they, they can't foresee who would be injured and who be out. As, as Mark, you will probably bring up in the in the ten o'clock game on on uh, Christmas Day. But there's no way they could tell a lot of these people would be there or not be there. No, I exactly. Agree. But the Heat should play every single Christmas. <laughs> that's, that's just how I feel. I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't 100% disagree. I, I truly cannot 100% disagree. I, I, I'm sure that the NBA themselves did not even anticipate the Miami Heat being in the position that they are as of right now and wanted to get more teams in between that time. I, I mean, truthfully, I would not want the Heat playing at 1030 on ESPN, but uh, that normally goes, of course, to the, the Western Conference uh, uh, teams that are doing well as out of out of there, but for noon, I still think we get a good game between the NBA champion Toronto Raptors and the Boston Celtics. One of which, one player out of the Boston Celtics that I'll be paying attention to a lot on Christmas Day ends up being Jason Tatum. He dropped a career high thirty nine against the Charlotte Hornets in the past week as Kemba ended up playing uh, his old team once again. Uh, not the first time that he has seen them this season. But what do you think we get? from a star in Jason Tatum that wants to make a lot more of a name for himself as things get closer to where we start discussing what his contract should be in his free agency. I think this is a this is a season where he has to pull out more games like that uh that you know 39 point game more often and I think what better way to show that off than against the the Raptors. Um again these Christmas games do come with a lot of pressure. I think every Christmas game I've ever seen, even the early games, they're, they're always a little bit sloppy. So I, I don't know if I'm going to expect 39 points from him, but I would expect you know him to be somebody that they look out for and, and watch uh, for throughout the whole game and, and, it, and really put the team on his back. I think he's done that a lot this this season with the Celtics, and I think he should continue to do it uh, on Christmas Day. I, I mean, I'll say this. I think, um, you know, against the Raptors, he averages 25 points. Um, he shoots 57 from the field. So I, I think he's going to be great on Christmas mm-hmm. Day. I think Kyrie Irving hindered, hindered his success a lot. I think the year when they went far against LeBron and he jumped on LeBron and LeBron reminded him why he's the king and sent them home. <laughs> um, I, I, I think I, I think that we saw flashes of how, how amazing – how crazy talented Jason Tatum is. I think Kyrie Irving coming back distracted everybody away from how good he is and put it on Kyrie. But I think getting Kimba, you know, that's good energy. They're letting Jalen Brown do his thing. You know, so I think I think they'll be fine. I do I do question um can Jason Tatum lead them in the playoffs. But I think during a regular season, he he can be DeMar DeRozan. Do great during a regular season. Do great. But if he's gonna, if he wants some type of money, some max contract, some real money, he's gonna have to get them to the playoffs. And as of right now, they're definitely gonna be in a, they, they look like they'll be a top four seed in the playoffs, which is fine. 
But we all saw LeBron and them be, what, fourth, fifth, sixth before in the playoffs and knock out everybody else that was above them and it went on. So he has to produce in the playoffs. But what he's been doing so far, it's good enough. But we, you got to see it more. He has to be consistent. Yeah, I have been very critical of the ability of Jason Tatum to actually do this in an area where you're sharing things with not only Gordon Hayward, but you're sharing them with a uh, Jalen Brown that just got paid a large amount of money and there's a magnifying glass on him this next season. And of course, the big uh, uh, trade that you get between uh, Kemba Walker and him coming to Boston as Kyrie Irving makes his way over to uh, Brooklyn. But so far, it has not been that bad. So maybe my critique has been a little bit heavy-handed, but we will see if they'll be able to um, uh, make their way against a fairly depleted, well, not depleted, that's a little bit too uh, dramatic, but they're, they're, they're missing two big pieces between Toronto and what makes them successful, especially in Siakam. Now, will Lowry be able to put things on his back like he did against Dallas and do it against four Fairly healthy Boston Celtics. We'll be able to see that, but it's going to be a very big task for Toronto, and hopefully Lowry will be able to have some help as they try and do that on at noon on ESPN. Now, following that, on ABC is supposed to be a game that was supposed to be the Eastern Conference Finals preview, according to a lot of people that have painted the picture of this before the season even started. Only one of these two teams have held their end of the bargain when it comes to the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks, of course, currently first in the Eastern Conference in the NBA and well ahead of the second, third, and the fourth spots in the Eastern Conference as well. But Philadelphia 76ers, six games out of that first place as Boston, Miami, and Toronto continue to fight and stay atop. However, we saw an incredible game between these two last year, and of course, Embiid looked healthy and ready to get up for marquee games following inside the NBA's critiques. Uh, We saw within the past week and a half, two weeks ago, where Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley were pretty critical of Embiid's effort in areas where he does need to step up. And in their opinion, they believe Embiid is way better of a player to average the amount of points that he actually does average. And things need to be stepped up, especially in these marquee games. And instead of Joel Embiid, you know, fighting it, and stating that, you know, that's their opinion from their era, and I have what I am working on, and this is what we're doing in this area, as things normally get to where you see a lot of legends and older players discuss these type of things. He agreed. He agreed and said, you know what, they're right. I can be a lot better than what I have been, and this is going to be a game, especially against the Milwaukee Bucks, where he is going to want to do that. So the Philadelphia 76ers have been getting a lot of slander within these past few days as far as losing to Miami. Mostly from you. Mostly from you. Uh, I, I did not I did not go too hard. I did not go too hard on Philadelphia this past week. Now, if they lose to the Miami Heat on Saturday when Josh Richardson comes back, that is a completely different story. But uh, they are losing games that a team that has been dubbed a team to come out of the East should be winning those. And they're not winning them. And because of that, Things have been pretty critical on the Philadelphia 76ers, but I believe that things can turn the tide as far as the conversation on Philly and being able to beat important teams in this area if they are able to take on the Milwaukee Bucks. But a team that literally is coming off an 18-game winning streak a couple of days ago, uh, it's going to be a fairly difficult task. Yeah, I, I think the 76ers, they, I, again, pressure is a lot, man. The, the pressure of having to live up to – uh, all of these, like as you said, like they're supposed to come out the east. This is still like a relatively young team, 
you know, like, but then again, you look at the Bucks, they're still kind of a relatively young team as well. And they kind of handle the pressure. And I mean, look at what they did to the Lakers. You know, it's, yeah. it's like they, they handle these types of situations in a way the 76ers don't. It's it's like a lot of memes and shit that come out of that camp, whereas the Bucks just kind of get their get the work done. And uh, I, I don't really have a lot of faith in the Sixers to, to win this match, to win this, this uh, not match. I'm thinking a show to win this, this game. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, I mean, this has to be a statement game. It's Christmas. It's a huge, huge, huge platform for the Sixers. And I think this is a the game they have to win, even if even if people don't think they're going to do it. For me, I think, you know, with the 76ers, you know, you got Joel Embiid, who's arguably, arguably the best center in the league, which I think pretty sure he is. Um, but you got – the problem isn't Joel Embiid. The problem is Ben Simmons – I'm sorry, Ben Kardashian. Oh, that wow. That is the problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is the problem because he's too worried about getting back a girl that won't stop cheating on him versus getting in the gym and putting a ball in the basket. The 76ers Damn. will never go f- far until they get rid of Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is handicapping the 76ers. You got Al Horford for no reason. So I, I believe them signing Al Horford and keeping Tobias Harris for all that money was an overreaction for Jimmy Butler walking out. I believe that's what that was. Because Al Horford, they're 28 and 10. Okay, that's decent. But my thing is, Al Horford and Joel Embiid in the playoffs is not going to work. They both need the ball. They're centers. They're big men. Ben Simmons can't even stretch the floor for them because he cannot shoot a three-pointer. They have no floor spacing. You let go of J.J. Redick. You have no – the 76ers are a disaster waiting to happen. And I cannot wait for it to happen. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith goes so happy about the Cowboys losing. I will be the happiest person when the 76ers lose and break up. And everything falls apart. Joel and B forces a trade by next summer. I cannot wait because I've never seen a team be hyped up so much that I've not done nothing. Not a final okay. appearance, not nothing. Like, if, I could just, if I could just. What that is a done? question. That is a question that there's a question that nobody wants to answer. And it's always, oh, they beat the Miami Heat. Oh, okay, cool, man. The Miami Heat you said was trash like uh the past three, four years. What 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 what, what, what credit do you get from that? You know what's so funny? When Jimmy Butler chose to go to Miami, he was a selfish player. He doesn't want to win. He's ready to retire, all this and that. The Miami Heat have the fourth best record in the NBA. The fourth best record, right? They're behind in the whole the Bucks, NBA. Yes, behind the, so they're behind the Bucks, the Lakers, and the Celtics. They have the fourth best record. They're they're third and they're third in the East. The Sixers are fifth or sixth. At what point in time they're thirteen and one at home? Now, so at what point in time do they look at it and realize Jimmy's not the problem? Like, there's no reason why the 76ers could not get to the NBA Finals last year. Hmm. So, again, the Milwaukee Bucks, I need them to do the Crip Walk, Hill Toe, A-Town Stomp, <laughs> all that kind of stuff on these people. Because at the end of the day, the 76ers are, are going to be the team that everybody – they're not my Cowboys. They're the team that everybody talks about. That, oh, they're going to they're gonna do this, this, and that. And then they, when reality hits, they're still the 76ers. Yeah, and, so, and, and, and then and nobody wants to discuss it, and they'll be like, "Oh, well, they beat your team." I'm like, "Okay, can we discuss? Uh, can we discuss those those 76 that are over there that just that just didn't make the conference finals again? You said they're going to the finals. Can we discuss them over there?" And nobody ever wants to discuss it. You know why? Because people don't like facts. People love to control the narrative. Like they like to they like to make a narrative that Ben Simmons is a good point guard. That boy is bad. Like he was terrible at a point guard. Like I don't understand how you can be as big as you are. He cannot shoot a jump shot. He can pass his behind off, but he can't shoot. He's a liability. Joel Embiid is great. Joel Embiid needs to leave. He needs to go somewhere 
where he can actually get some help and he can have a point guard that can that can shoot a jump shot. Like it doesn't make it like Tobias Harris got lucky. Like he he really got the contract that Jimmy Butler wanted to turn that Jimmy Butler turned down. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how the 76ers can even muster themselves up to even think that they're a threat. They're not a threat. Like I said, I cannot wait. I I you know I'm, I want to come back. I want to come back to this podcast <laughs> right before the playoffs. And I just want to smile. I just want I'm gonna yell ask in my glory. Because I promise you, the 76ers are going to be like, hey, what the hell happened to y'all team? I just I just truly hope in that time, and I want people to cheer for Philadelphia and stay with them. Because if there is a scenario where things happen, let's revisit these conversations and let's have a stern talking to when it comes to what you believed. And I think it's going to I truly believe that this conversation is not going to happen if these things end up happening to Philadelphia. This is going to be the third year of being painted as the top team to come out of the East. And I truly hope that after this happens, that that conversation happens, but I'm not banking too much on that. Uh, The one thing that I want to say about Milwaukee, I don't believe that they are in that similar fashion that Philadelphia is because as much as people like to look at Milwaukee and say, you know what, this is, a very amazing team. I don't think people put the stock into Milwaukee to be the favorite to come out the East that they do in Philadelphia. Because of course, of course, Philadelphia has the different names that can be attached to stardom as opposed to Milwaukee, where of course your highlight out of all that is Giannis Antetokounmpo, but he has done very well within his MVP season to state that not only is this going to be a strong team that will make noise in the NBA playoffs, But he's putting notions literally on the top of his head that he is going to be the player to hold things down within this next decade. What have you liked from Giannis as he has started making this notion, even in the face of LeBron James and Anthony Davis, that he is going to be the king of this soon? Nah, chill out. Young thug, relax. (laughs) (laughs) So here's my thing. Kevin Durant's hurt. Yeah. Oh, yeah, complete, completely, yeah. completely out as of right now, and and he is putting the crown literally on the top of his head to hold down this decade. Now, would I say he's he green. can be one of them to hold it down with him and Luca? Possibly. Is he right now? Absolutely not. No, he's this. not. When, when Kevin Durant comes back, let's let, let's see. We set up this conversation because remember, Kevin Durant's in the East, so Giannis got to see KD in the playoffs at some point in time. Yeah. So we gonna see. We gonna see. Because let's not KD forget, gonna Kevin, dog his ass. KD gonna start pulling no, up thirty footers. But that's a fact. And think about it, KD. KD. He, he's he took a, he's taking a year off. He's resting. I mean, yeah. clearly he's getting healthy, but he's resting and he's chilling mm-hmm. and he's watching. Like mm-hmm. let's let like you don't understand. Kevin Durant is when when he's on the court, he's the he's the second best player. I would never say anybody's better than LeBron until he retires. But yeah. Kevin Durant is the second best player in the world. He's a top ten player of all time. That boy, that boy, I'm sorry, that man. (laughs) I'm going to say right now, I bet you any amount of money, Giannis will not be a Milwaukee Buck past summer of 2021. I'd actually love to see a matchup of, uh, I want to see more of Kevin Durant and Giannis. And that is something that I had not even even thought of just because the Brooklyn Nets are not in in this picture, despite them trying to stay in the conversation of the Eastern Conference because they've been without Kyrie Irving for X amount of weeks. And of course, Kevin Durant is out for the entire season. I've not even thought of the fact that when they come back, that is going to be a matchup that could be amazing between his self and Giannis. That's let's see, that's why I need my heat to make a move now because of the fact when Kevin Durant comes back, 
the Brooklyn Nets are going to the NBA Finals. Yeah. I don't give a damn. Nobody says. And they will go there at, until him and Kyrie Irving, until Kyrie pitches him off enough to say, I'm out. <laughs> and moves to right move elsewhere? About three years. About three years. Yeah, I'm going to say, I, 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 I think Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Wesley Westbrook play together again one more time. That would be if they if they pulled that off. I feel like a lot is going to be cheer. It's going to be. I wonder. I wonder what the public reception to that would be because people have uh, have painted such a negative picture on the face of James Harden. It hasn't even been that bad with Russell Westbrook because he's taken his beatings and his lashings for the past few years, and he's got his MVPs. He's got his three straight triple-double seasons, something that could not have even been imagined a decade ago. And he has taken his lashings from the Oklahoma City Thunder not even being able to get past the first round. But as we see a lot more of the stardom of James Harden, it is literally an area where it's being like almost like how things were painted for, say, Let's say 0607 Kobe Bryant. And I'm not necessarily painting that as far as the performances that he put on, but it's in an area where you put on this night after night after night after night. And granted, 0607 Lakers much worse than what's going on within the 2019 2020 Houston Rockets, but it becomes an area where James Harden's play and what he's doing is so it's being vilified into an area where I feel like Harden is being one of the most hated NBA players out of this past decade. And I, I, I truly can't, I, I, I truly cannot hop on board with it. It's hard for me to hop on board with it. Well, the, the Harden hate. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not with you there. I, I, it's hard for me to watch Harden play. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. It's really hard for me to watch him play. For me with James Harden, it's like, I get it. Right. Like Mike D'Antoni's offense has always been shoot, 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 play defense late. James Harden, I remember he had like 40 or something points on like 40 shots and everybody celebrated. And I'm like, okay. They killed Kobe for it. They used to kill Kobe for that, man. They used to kill Kobe for that. Okay. And it's like, here's the thing about Russ. Like, Russ just went off the other day against the Clippers, right? That was a great game. He balled out in that fourth quarter. He really did. But I I watch replays where Russell Westbrook is still act, he acts like he's seven sometimes. He's too worried he's too worried about waving goodbye to Patrick Beverly for getting fouled out <laughs> to where he gets a technical foul in the fourth quarter of a close game and James Harden is grabbing him and pushing him like he's like he's seven years old. I'm waiting until that friendship becomes a combustible element and we get the excuses on why James Harden couldn't go far this year. There's no reason why there's no reason why the Rockets were not in the NBA Finals three years ago. Two years ago? When they had the they had the Warriors with zero health left. All they had to do was do one leg sweep like a Mortal Kombat. Just kick it in the leg. <laughs> and then Chris Paul oh, started lagging and then and then we get what we have as of right now. Yeah. Oh, hold on. I'm sorry. I have a I have a mad one year old. Oh, he don't he don't he don't like the he don't like the Harden talk. He don't like the Harden talk. No, nah, I th- I think I think that series where Chris Paul ended up Fucking up his uh, fucking up his foot, maybe cry the same way too. Because I was like, you know what, we're we're this close, this close. Who was we? The entire NBA uh, universe. All right, whatever. Move, move to the next <laughs> game. Move to the next game. Well, well, the the thing is, the thing is with James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Westbrook ends up having an incredible stat for the last seven games. He ended up 
averaging 29 points with eight rebounds, seven assists, two steals, and 51% field goal. The Rockets go six and one in that spread. And at five o'clock on MB- on ABC, they will be playing the Golden State Warriors out in San Francisco. Unfortunately for Golden State, we already know that Clay's been out and he's going to be out for the remainder of the season. Stephen Curry, of course, out for the next few months as he has tried to state that he's going to try and be back before the end of the regular season. You still have D'Lo Brown and you have Draymond Green, but they will be in the new Chase Center if you have not seen it that much uh, this past season. You will see that on Christmas Day. But D'Angelo Russell has made a lot of good things for himself. Draymond has tried to hold things down as they are the only two stars that have been holding it down for the Golden State Warriors. They have not done a lot of winning at all, but I do think that Houston has enough within these past few weeks. And, of course, based on the fact that Harden is damn near averaging 40 points a game to clean this up fairly well in Golden State. Do we got to spend that much time on this one? <laughs> I mean, we don't. I feel like I feel like this will be the one. This will be the game that people you go to take will, a nap. Take a nap. This will be the one that people start checking plates and start filling their cups up. But you know, it could be a game that Harden does very well and tries to make that historic Christmas Day game and top the top. Is the historic? Is it historic if he's only he's facing Draymond and fucking D'Angelo Russell? Is that a historic game if he drops sixty on them? It ends up being. I mean, I. Do in five years will people remember the fact that you know Harden scored seventy on Christmas Day, but it was against the Golden State Warriors with no Curry? And no yes, play. they will remember that. Of I, course, tru- I would, tru- I would truly hope that. Age. This is a social media age. You got you. You forget that like when Jordan might have been doing that against bums, what he was doing. There was no social media then. There was no stat tracking like that then for people to bring up. Hey, you know what? Nick Anderson was out uh, and had to. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, let, let's let's just let's just call a spade a spade here. The Warriors are gonna lose by about forty. <laughs> this is unless, nice. unless 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 D'Angelo, you know, makes a name for himself. He has the opportunity. And it's all it's all on speak on on the Warriors. Steve Kerr has been exposed for not being a good coach. Case closed. There you go. I agree. I try I really wish that I really wish that in Steve's case there would be more of a something that would solidify that and maybe have him flirt around the bottom of the Western Conference, but the Warriors are literally, I think they're dead last, even underneath New Orleans, which is fairly sad. Well, you know, basketball gods, they give it and they take it away. So Yeah, they got hit with the voodoo of voodoo. I don't, after, after these five straight finals, I've never seen this Ever. type of fashion. There, there had to be somebody that put something down on Golden State. Basketball but, gods have never been this green. The absolutely the Golden State Warriors still end up with a Christmas Day. I would have liked, you know, what? I would have liked Heat Rockets on. I would have liked Heat Rockets in that in that area. But we get Golden State Warriors, we get Chase Center, and we get the Houston Rockets. We will see if James Harden even tries to do a sixty or even a seventy point game on Golden State on tomorrow at five o'clock. Now the highlight that has come from all of that has been unfortunately hurt a tiny bit. And I'm not using that as a double on Andre. I wanted to focus a lot on the battle of Los Angeles part two. And Jeff and I have put a lot of stock into this as being the top storyline from what we have seen in NBA ratings. It is the top performer. If you want to call the top seller, you can do that as well. Part two of this happening tomorrow night at 8 o'clock 
in between ESPN and ABC. I took a look at that online. I saw that there was a little bit of a switch in that. I don't know if they air them on both broadcasts, but we do have ESPN slash ABC between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Los Angeles Clippers. The thing that has held down both of these two together is that uh, they've had an interesting couple of last couple of games. Los Angeles Lakers have lost three straight. They lost to the Bucks. They lost to the Indiana Pacers in a controversial area where people started going to the old day, the age old conversation of LeBron James's clutch factor. And I just completely closed my Twitter app after that had happened. And they lose to the Denver Nuggets on Sunday night with LeBron James out. That game against LeBron against the Denver Nuggets ends up being an area where Anthony Davis has to hold a lot of things down. But even he himself had trouble with his health as they ended up playing Denver. So because of that, we are now in an area where LeBron James and Anthony Davis are both questionable for tomorrow night's game against the Los Angeles Clippers. That doesn't necessarily keep the Los Angeles Clippers completely off the hook because they just dropped to Oklahoma in Paul George's return back. You had Dennis Schroeder with 28. Shai Gillis-Alexander, one of the key pieces of the Paul George trade of bringing him over with Kawhi in the first place, ends up dropping 32. Steven Adams dropping a 20 and 17. And this is one of their three losses in the last five games as they've even lost to the Chicago Bulls in Chicago. And, of course, they just lost to the Houston Rockets where we just referenced Westbrook waving by to Patrick Beverly. So the Clippers may have the advantage as far as health is concerned, but they are not doing the most amount of winning as well when it comes to trying to look the most beautiful on Christmas Day. So the Clippers may have the advantage as far as health, but who gets the Battle of L.A. Part 2 tomorrow night? Now, if LeBron and AD do play, I think it's going to be a severely different game than opening night uh, between uh, Lakers and the Clippers. If they don't play, go to the club. Go find a club that's open. (laughs) What's the point? What is the point of watching this game? Like, what what is the statement being made here if LeBron and AD don't play? Like, what, what will ratings look like? Uh, it's going to be unfortunate if LeBron and AD both sit out. And as much as we have discussed health on Christmas Day for this exact reason, we've discussed things as far as load management. And one of the people who have been the most vocal on not missing any games throughout the season has been LeBron James. So in my opinion, if it ends up being an area where he sits, it seems like it's something that is fairly serious. I truly hope that it's not an area where he's trying to make any forms of points, but If they don't play, it's going to be a pretty big downer because this, out of these five games, ends up being the one where it is literally a 10 out of 10 watch and it's something you don't want to miss. I'm going to tell you right now, if you think there's any way in this world that LeBron, the king, the goat, the greatest of all time, James, will not be suiting up tomorrow night. Stay off the weed, boy, (laughs) because that man is playing. And Kawhi Leonard and Uncle Dennis, that ass is grass. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I forgot about Uncle Dennis. LeBron <laughs> James, LeBron James wants the smoke. And it's not opening night. And don't worry, opening night wasn't even that bad. But on Christmas, LeBron is getting off in that ass. God bless. Because LeBron James will suit up. AD will suit up too. And they will beat the brakes off them boys. Holly, if you hear me. Can we, can we even discuss? Can we even discuss what it came out? There's been a little bit of conversation as far as 
Kawhi Leonard and the Los Angeles Lakers in general and what had happened this past summer. LeBron doesn't want to entertain any of that because I think he's so far removed from how that was handled. And maybe there were situations where Kawhi maybe agreed to be a part of the Los Angeles Lakers at a certain point after one meeting and things had changed where he hits up Paul George and they create their little scheme and things move on to the Los Angeles Clippers. So when reporters ask LeBron James about that, and they say, hey, uh, what made Kawhi uh, move from the Lakers over to the Clippers? He's literally saying, I, I have no fucking idea. Just ask Kawhi because I would not be able to tell you. But the first thing that we actually get out of that, and shout out Cam providing this as well. In this report, it says sources say that the league was told that Robertson, Kawhi's uncle, of course, asked team officials for part ownership of the team, a <laughs> private plane that would be available at all times, a house and last but certainly not least, a guaranteed amount of off-court endorsement money that they could expect if Kawhi Leonard plays for their team. This is going to be fake, right? Like, th- this is too stupid to be real, right? All of those items, to be clear, would fall well outside the confines of the league's collecting ba- collective bargaining agreement. This man, Uncle Dennis, I had playing GTA for real. <laughs> That's like, a like, lot remember- of shit. Nothing makes sense. And I'm not going to lie to you. If the Lakers even thought about giving Kawhi that, they're wilding. Because at the end of the day, the Clippers, yeah, I, I bet you any amount of money, nothing's going to come up until this summer. Clippers going to get hit. They're going to start taking stuff from them, blah, blah, blah. But the thing about it the most is that it's telling a more story of Kawhi Leonard and his camp. Mm-hmm. The whole the whole saga with his quad and his thigh and all that stuff in San Antonio forcing his way out was one thing. And then mm-hmm. he goes to Toronto. Then he wins him a championship. Everybody's like, all right, you know what, Kawhi? You good. You good. And then the whole saga the following summer of where to go, it's like, all right. But then you call you call Paul George. And I think Paul George and Russ anyway wanted to leave OKC, but they just needed something to motivate them. I think that they realized that neither one of them was going to, like, they couldn't do it together. I think they were cool friends enough. I think they tolerated each other enough, but they needed to go. They needed to go somewhere else where they could play the second, they can play the sidekick to somebody else, and they both did. However, I do think that Doc Rivers, who I respect the most, my my oldest brother and his oldest son played together in high school at Winter Park. Mm-hmm. I know his family. I played with his son and played against his son. But Doc Rivers, you big wild out here trying to make it seem like Kawhi Leonard is not being King Tut over there in the Clipper dynasty. So <laughs> it's just wild. I, I think Uncle Dennis out here, when you playing GTA 6 before anybody else got it, anybody that says off-court endorsements, like you, you, you're guaranteeing money for off-court endorsement ownership? Nah, bro. That's blood money. Mm, that's Saudi that money. Exactly. That is just one hundred percent not. I mean, I want to. I, I I truly want because remember how the summer came, things fell out, and as much as there were tiny leaks that said, you know what, Kawhi Leonard officially Los Angeles Laker, and then the Clippers things happened. I wonder what had happened in that meeting where the uncle may ask for those certain things, and you just have Rob Palenka and Magic Johnson and just well, like yeah. Well, Jean, Jeannie said, hold my nuts, and then let him go. Yeah, and then Magic's like, hold on, nigga, let's, 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 let's try this out real quick. Oh, we, we got you. Let's, let's, uh, let's give us some time. We got you, nigga. Just sign this paper. They're looking at LeBron and be like, wait, you're not even active for, you're not active for this kind of stuff either? And LeBron's like, hell no. And they're like, oh, we good, bro. Exactly. What good love and joy. So we will see what comes out of that. And hopefully another, uh, hopefully another, Fun? Nah, I don't want a fun ending. I want, I want, I literally want, I don't want blood. 
Blood is not nice. I want a strong tactical battle between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Los Angeles Clippers. And hopefully we'll be able to have that with the proposed defensive player of the year in Anthony Davis and, of course, LeBron James as they go up against Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Because what people want to see a whole lot of is more Kawhi Leonard and more Paul George together on the same floor. And maybe we get that, maybe we don't. But hopefully it will not be an area where it is Rajon Rondo, Kyle Kuzma, and Dwight Howard going up against Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. I feel like people start, unfortunately, tuning away in that case. Well, I mean, hey, Dwight Howard's been playing good. <laughs> so, you know, you know what? I'll take it. But I ain't gonna lie, uh, Kyle Kardashian needs to go too. So um, it, it, it's too it's too many of these young guys. Unfortunately, they're, they're light skinned, just like me, that are not prepared to play basketball on the caliber level that they should. And ben that are dealing with Kardashians, and, and that are dealing with Kardashians. I, and I think it's the same Kardashian. So it, it's not it's not, it's, it's not a coincidence. And to me, it's just, it's 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 wild, bro. It's different. And I I truly. I truly think that LeBron tolerating Kuzma for a little bit, I think it was more so because he was the only person left after Lonzo and Autumn got, got yeah. told, hey, <laughs> go to Mardi Gras. Don't come back. <laughs> so I I, I, th- I think it's one of the things that uh, I think after a while, LeBron's going to realize Kuzma is just a trade asset, mm-hmm. and then he won't be there. He, he, won't, he won't be there anymore. Now, so. speaking of uh, Mardi Gras, and of course Lonzo Ball, we finalized Christmas Day with the unfortunate death blow of the 1030 slot on Christmas Day. This has never been the most, this has never been the most, uh, what is the best verbiage for this? The most enjoyable game, possibly, when it comes to being the last, the last um, slot out of a four-game stand. We have the last portion of the Denver Nuggets going up against the New Orleans Pelicans. And this was supposed to be the highlights of Zion Williamson holding down a pretty decent New Orleans team based on what they got from Los Angeles and going up against a solid team in the Denver Nuggets that has continued to be nice in the Western Conference. They're second in the West, despite any of the criticism or magnifying glasses that may appear on the Denver Nuggets. But as of right now, after 30 games, the Orleans Pelicans without Zion Williamson, who had ended up getting injured very, very early, are 7-23. and 23. It's definitely not something that you are very interested in seeing on Christmas Day. But even with the loss of Zion Williamson, you're still held down with the past few great performances of Drew Holiday. There's been some highlights from Brandon Ingram as well, Jackson Hayes. And maybe possibly we get a holiday performance from Lonzo Ball. We don't we, we are not positive what could come from that. And sometimes that is the most interesting thing about the New Orleans Pelicans. But as far as interest, there has not been a lot of happiness and interest when it comes to the Pelicans management. And what we have seen for the past few days is that they've been more open into trade talks for their star port guard and Drew Holiday. Via Mark Stein, they said they have been less interested in the J.J. Reddick trade more open to a Drew Holiday trade and are absolutely not trading Ingram or Zion in any of these cases. Yeah. I I mean, as far as management goes, it's not hard to see why people are unhappy with Pelicans management. The way that they handled the 80s situation over the summertime was just ridiculous. And I think that's going to be a stain on them for years to come, honestly. Like 
I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they didn't fuck something else up in the next couple of months or in the next time, you know, the Pelicans have an actual good chance to get a good player and they end up trying to hustle somebody else again. Mm-hmm. Man, Pelicans, you know, they they came they came in here talking some stuff. Was like, oh, we don't need AD. We don't need <laughs> this. Oh, you know, no, we're gonna, we're gonna have a young core. We're gonna make the playoffs. We're gonna be better than the Lakers. Oh yeah, bah. And then reality is, <laughs> is that is that your Vince? Is that your Vince voice? Nah, nah, nah. Cheer, cheer, cheer. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I think I think the that's his Del Dem. That's his Del Dem's voice. There you go. The Pelicans, <laughs> the, the, the Pelicans came in with too much dip on the chip, and they, had, they forgot who they were. And I think this whole this whole debacle, this whole fall apart thing with the whole Lonzo stuff, like the fact that Lonzo has been coming off the bench is interesting. And I also I, th- I think for him is that you know I think the Pelicans playing on Christmas first off is. It's a joke because the Miami Heat are alive and well, but I get Zion Williams. I, 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 my thing about Zion is that when he even comes back, what does that even look like? Well, yeah. what like, they what have does... been trying to do with that is they are trying to push it up a little bit. Maybe Zion Williamson is trying to be a little bit healthier, and 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 and, and things have started healing a lot better in an area where maybe he can come back after say all like that. But is he going to put down the shrimp po' boys and get in shape? <laughs> I don't know about that, man. I'm poor boys in here. I don't know about that. They take the gum away. He's like, hold up, man. Come on now. My ankle hurting now. Come on, man. But 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 that's the thing. It's like, oh man. Like like it's one of the things for us. Like it's like, you know, a, a, a lot of a lot of these big college prospects. You know, uh, Joel Embiid and the you know Ben Simmons and the Greg Odens and a lot of these guys that come out. They have these knee and feet injuries because they come in at a certain weight or they try to knock off all this weight or put on so much weight and nobody can't take it. I think for Zion, he came in out of shape. Um, and I think it was all right, but I don't I don't think they did a good enough job when he was getting ready for summer league to get him in real shape. And I think that the Pelicans just thought this is gonna be a walking show. Him, Lonzo and uh Brandon um and BI was gonna be like the whole key to the future. And mm-hmm. realize that you 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 got you got to weld a machine first before it takes off, and they had a big ass clog on the Zion. It was it was it, 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 it thinned it out, and I think now they're paying for it. But it's too late now. Now you you can't even save the season. So honestly, does Zion even need to play this season? Do do you even do you even risk a potential another injury? Or you just let him just heal all the way up, roll it out next year. Like hey, Zion's here. Yeah, and that's something that Chris Weber had even talked about. You know, he got he got injured and. The reaction to that immediately from Chris Webber on uh, uh, literally on TV, he had said, you know what? This is going to be something where he's going to fall back for this entire first year. Doesn't really need to do it. Maybe they're saving him for the second year. And in my head, I'm just like, you know what? That truly I, I really would hope that is not the case, because why would that you sucks. want to waste the entire first year? especially for Pelicans fans that were completely sold on a lot of this and put so much effort and, and, and money specifically and wanting to watch Zion Williams. And now you have to Blake Griffin it and not There's see no way there, there, there is no way that that could be the case, especially when you consider all the deals the kid made even before he stepped foot on the court yeah. uh, in October. Like there's no way they're trying to mortgage this year. Cause that means one year off that when he makes that decision after his rookie deal, he can go somewhere else. There's no guarantee that he's going to stay there. So why would they mortgage off that year 
in the hopes that he will come back in the second year and they'll win a championship. Like there's no, there's no guarantee any of that's going to happen. It's just, again, more front office shenanigans from the mm-hmm. new Orleans Pelicans that I feel as though it's going to bite them in the ass three years down the road when, when they're saying, Oh, where's Zion going to go next? Is he going to be a Laker? Is he going to go to the Knicks? Like he's going to get put in those conversations and yeah. they're not going to have an answer for it because they wasted his first year. And then they tried to say that they were doing it on purpose. Like it doesn't make any sense. Well, that's the thing. I, and I, I think Zion, the first chance he gets, he's going to bolt to New York. He's going to be a Nick. And what's going to happen is he's going to have his good brother, RJ, in his ear. And he, he's going to go back to the comfortability of what he knows, what is that playing with RJ. And he's going to be a Nick, and they're going to be whatever they're going to be. And I think he'll be okay with that. I think that I agree with you, J5. I think the Pelicans, they just dropped it completely. They, they were, they, it was easy. Yeah. It was so easy. You get Zion, you take care of it. Like some people get the bag and they make it work. Other people get the bag and fumble it, and they fumble mm-hmm. that. And also, I, you know, I think Zion, because you know, I believe his mom is very, very instrumental in his life, and I'm pretty sure she's gonna look at it. She's probably looking at, depending on how they're treating his injury, how they're taking care of him. I guarantee any amount of money when his contract goes up and it's time for him to go, somebody's gonna write an article that says Zion's mom was unhappy with the New Orleans Pelicans treatment of her son from day one. I bet the amount of money it's going to be an excuse on why he left, but he's, he's definitely out. O-U-T. And now because of that, the Pelicans now have to go up against a Denver Nuggets that has continued to be anchored by Nikola Jokic. Um, they have had a lot of critiques as far as their offense, still pretty decent defensively, but offensively they have uh, not been the best, but they can still find their highlights within the starting five and other names on the team, of course. Beat the LA Lakers on Sunday, but are still three games out of the first with Houston and the Clippers, all either a half game or one game out uh, for second place. So New Orleans can possibly make a decent name for themselves if they beat the Denver Nuggets, maybe. I mean, they're still very, very deep at the bottom of the Western Conference. Not as bad as Golden State, but who knows what they'll be able to do against the Denver Nuggets. But we will see that at 1030 on ESPN. And that will be our... Highlights of our Christmas games. I think all in all, everything comes down to health between everybody. Health has already been a very large conversation in general when it comes to load management in the NBA in general. But if things do not go in the favor of the op sport, of course, this conversation will just end up being doused in more fire and we will have to revisit that. So hopefully things play very well uh, for Christmas Day. But that is what we have for Christmas. I will be tuning in. It comes down to health and how long you're going to be awake for a lot of these games. Because I, I'll be honest, like now the slate doesn't look that exciting to me now that it feels like we do have a defined top five or six teams that everyone's going to watch regardless. The slate to me doesn't look like super impressive besides. And now even with even with AD and LeBron being questionable, I know Cornell thinks that, you know, he believes that LeBron's going to play. But even that that puts a you might as well, I mean, you could start making plans for for for. uh seven o'clock out here because i mean the game's gonna end at like nine you know so like oh yeah everything for you ends at nine it's by the time pelicans like it's come on i got a shower i gotta be in bed (laughs) goddamn (laughs) back to work the next day it's gonna be one in the morning by the time that shit is done yeah it's just i don't know the slate to me looks a little bit uh a little bit less impressive looking in on it now than it did when they announced it way back in what, like July, August. It's like oh, it, yeah. looks, it looks way less impressive to me. Yeah, because everybody was healthy. You had you had things that were very interesting as far as Warriors, Pelicans, Raptors, uh, 
Sixers and Bucks still being a big uh, uh, highlight in between that. Lakers and Clippers will sell itself. But uh, we'll have to see what happens tomorrow morning as we start with the Celtics and the Raptors and we make our way in. But I will be completely tuned in watching. Hopefully a lot of people will be doing the same because I'm sure the timeline will be highly entertaining as it normally is on Christmas Day. But outside of that, that's all we got. I think we only have shout- I think we only have shout outs left. We have all around the world. It's gonna be very short all around the world. Uh but let's see, what shout outs do we have? Uh shout out to Luka Doncic. He's nearing his deal with the Jordan brand. Uh surprising Nike did not jump onto that. But he literally oh. got quoted two weeks ago saying that he did not want to be compared with Jordan's amazing statistics as uh, there were many reporters and beat writers comparing him to Jordan and say 30 point games and so on and so forth. He's like, ah, blah, blah, blah. Jordan's a go. I don't really want to be compared to that. Now he's signing a deal with Jordan Brand. Well, I think it's probably a probably a money a money thing. Um, with Nike, you have a lot to com- you have a lot to be uh, compared to. I-, I know he said the Jordan thing, but when you go to Nike, you've got a bunch of players on the Nike squad, and as far as uh, their apparel and their and their sneakers and stuff like that, they are still playing. So, yeah. you, you, you know, he's up against KD, LeBron, all of them at, at once. And then with Jordan Brand, it's a, it's a lot less pressure to me as far as, like, you know, having his own signature shoe and stuff like that. Like, he could just mm-hmm. really just wear the clothes and get the, the cool new Jordans, and that's all he needs. I think more than anything, I've seen this a lot. I've seen this kid's fits on league fits. And let me say, man, he needs to get a actual, like... Uh, they, need, they need some work? He needs a stylist. He doesn't need a deal <laughs> with it. <laughs> He needs somebody to put these things together for him. I know he's like, you know, one of the uh, one of the super soldier serum guys that are playing for the Mavericks. But he needs one of the take one of the taken uh, bad guys on on the Mavericks. But he needs to have a better a better uh, better fit game. You know, yeah, he's 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 starting to get used to it. Came out of coming out of, came out of Slovenia and now here. You know, trying to get used to everything. He's got Porzingis giving him you know fit tips, which may not be the best depending on how you look at certain things. But you know, he might. He might get a little, he might get a little saucy with it as he gets to Jordan Brand. You never know. Yeah, I, I just hope that the fit start looking better. I saw him with some like Jordan one purple lows on with some really wide leg pants. He got to, he got to step it up a little bit. You got, you got. I, I judge all my basketball players, all my favorite basketball players, on three criteria. Okay, haircuts, shoes, and threes, and threes. Yeah, you already know. You already know. <laughs> you already know. That is how I judge them. That's how I play 2K. I judge all my my favorite basketball players on those criteria, okay? So LeBron doesn't quite meet all those, but he meets enough. He's on the Lakers. That's the secret fourth. So, like, you know, he he fits all of them somehow. Luka fits none of them right now. He needs to get with it. Wow. It's wow. one of those things where I think Luka, I agree with you, J5. I think Luka just went to the Jordan brand. First off, it's so damn easy to stay afloat over there because all you have to do is just play basketball. Yeah. Um, because your signature shoe will look like the next team Jordan shoe. Um, so I think for him, it's just money. And, and I, I think it's just, like you said, it's less pressure. It's easy for him just to go ahead and do his thing and it's, you know, get free J's. He'll probably, he'll probably do some photos with Drake soon or do whatever. And he'll get that kind of rub. But other than that, I think it's just probably more money. Also, probably not as, not as intense as a Nike deal would be. Yeah. Um. And yeah. And it's easy for him to say. He has to be his own brand with Nike. Yeah. He has his own brand. Like that's tough to do. Not many people can do that. So I mean, and it's not like I don't respect it. I think nothing's wrong with him being with with uh, the team Jordan or Jordan brand. I'm sorry, 
But, you know, you don't if he doesn't want to be compared with Jordan, he for sure doesn't want to be in the same line as LeBron, who's a lifer, uh, KD, who's likely going to be a lifer and is still actively playing. And then all the other guys on, on Nike. So why not go to Jordan Brand? Yeah. And it also it's like Jordan Brand lost Kawhi. Yeah. You got to get, oh, get him. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get that. And I'm pretty sure Jordan Brand, they probably look at it like, oh, we lost Kawhi. They want to lose Luka. So they're, they're going to give him, they're going to sweep up the little mill perch for Luka to make sure they don't make the same mistake twice. Right. Um, but I, I mean, I, I, I think honestly, it, it's just, I thought he'd be more of an Adidas type of person. But seeing him with some, like, like Jay Foster, seeing him with some threes. Some twos, some fives. I'm with it. Go ahead. Yeah, I thought he'd be a New Balance type of guy. Wink, wink. <laughs> All right, you know a what? New Balance type of guy. Wow, wow. You know what? All right, what other Mega. shout outs we? Mega. What, what other shout outs we have? Shout out John Morant almost murdering Kevin Love this week. Uh, shout out to Kevin Kevin Love for taking it in stride and being really cool about it. Yeah, he could have he could have taken it extra in a much different fashion, but he. Laughed it off. He knows that John Moran is one of the bigger names as far as rookies this next season. And John Moran literally risking his entire life going kamikaze trying to dunk on anybody that is underneath the rim. Almost broke his leg doing it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so John Moran still looking for that huge body. But Kevin Love ends up missing that uh, last week. But still an amazing dunk. One of the best missed dunks ever. And uh, David Stern, unfortunately, still in critical condition following what is the brain hemorrhage brain tumor something of that nature but uh from what have been reported on tnt within the past week things are not looking very good so expect for uh, it, it it seems like it's in a, in a in a very uh it seems like a very morbid thing to say to say expect for things to not be the best but from what has been reported uh doesn't sound it's good. gonna take a whole lot yeah it doesn't sound good doesn't sound good uh this it's not very uniform right now for him right yeah. Uh, oh, for the love of God! No, we're, can, we go, can we go? To, can we go to all? I just realized what he did say. Can we go to all around the world? Please cut the music on. As I am sweating as of right now, uh, we have six games on. <laughs> we have six games on on Thursday night. Of course, we have went over everything that is going on on Christmas Day. Um, two of the uh, two of the highlighted games that are going to be on TNT. We have a doubleheader of the uh, Dallas Mavericks going up against the San Antonio Spurs at eight on TNT, and at ten thirty, you have the Utah Jazz going up against the Portland Trail Blazers out in utah on thursday night friday night you have six games as well not too many that you should be expecting on tv but you do have a nba tv doubleheader one of them being very early as far as four o'clock in the afternoon eastern standard time as the boston celtics go up against the cleveland cavaliers in boston and you have the orlando magic going up against the philadelphia 76ers at seven on top of that, I did want to say doubleheader, but it's actually a triple header on NBA TV as well. The Golden State Warriors going up against the Phoenix Suns out at the Chase Center on NBA TV as well. So you have three games going on throughout the day on NBA TV. And on Saturday night is where we start getting a much larger amount. Damn near every game, damn near every team is playing on December 28th on Saturday 
None of these are going to be televised. All of these are going to be on NBA League Pass, but you will be able to see a lot of these games if you are heavy on League Pass. At 7, you have the rematch of the Boston Celtics and the Toronto Raptors. You have the New Orleans Pelicans going up against Indiana Pacers at 7. You have the Miami Heat going up against the Philadelphia 76ers in Miami this time at 8 o'clock. Uh, Josh Richardson's first game back since being traded. Uh, you got Wizards, Knicks, Bulls, Hawks. The Houston Rockets going up against the Brooklyn Nets. And we start looking at the Los Angeles Clippers going up against the Utah Jazz and the Portland Trail Blazers playing the Los Angeles Lakers once again. Sunday night, the end of the week, only televised game that you have out of these five games that are going to be on Sunday, the Los Angeles Lakers playing in Staples Center against the Dallas Mavericks once again at 9.30 on ESPN. Uh, but outside of that, that is our last week of 2019, last week of the decade, last week of the year, as New Year's Day and 2020 will be with us on, was it Wednesday, Tuesday? It's a Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. So last week of the year, last RSPN of the year, last RSPN of the decade, and we will be, oh, actually, no, that is not the last RSPN of the decade because we will be doing our New Year's episode next week and maybe some top moments as we kick back enjoy the new year and start going into 2020 in a much calm fashion. But outside of that, I am very happy to have Justin Davis and Cornell on with us this week. Is there anything you guys want to plug before we hop up out of here? Uh, I don't want to plug anything. I just want to say thanks Mark for having me on. It's always a joy to do these shows with you. Uh, thank you Cornell for your your promos and and everything and just being an awesome guy all around. Uh, and thanks for everyone who listened to our uh, RNC all year. I'm going to be saying this on every single show that I've been on all week. So you're going to if you listen to every show on our RNC, I'm saying this at the end of every uh, every episode. Thank you guys for listening uh, this year and into the next decade. And uh, yeah, that's that's my shout outs. Cornell, anything you have to plug before we hop on out of here? Uh, uh, well, first off, first and foremost, thank you for the invite. You guys have been great. Mark, um, after we get off of here, uh, boot up your PlayStation. My PlayStation is already on. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> let's just go ahead. Let, let's just do another classic match, right? Let's have another one. Let's have another five-star classic. Well, unfortunately, it won't be tonight. <laughs> but we can have a nice Christmas Eve battle, a Christmas Please. Day battle. Please. Yo, actually, let's, let's, do, let's do a Christmas Day stream. Let's do Christmas Day. Let's do that. And then, and then I, I might be able to get uh, the new Fox Sports. I'm sorry, the WWE Backstage Insider, uh, Ryan Satin on there with us, and we can show him why we go legend. Satin plays? Anyway, yeah, he plays. So, you know what? I might be able to finesse that. But we also have to. We also have to test out this. We have to test out this latest the timer. Uh, patch. The timer. Oh, think, the, timer's still there. the timer's still there. It's still there. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. When, when I see patch from Tuesday, I just, I just act like I believe it, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand why it's there. It's just I, I don't get the timer at you all. Make people so it, an- it, anxious with this timer. It's goofy. I can I can see if it was you know if it was for the regular like stuff you want to do ranked and all that stuff that doesn't even really matter. But when you're playing with your friends, why is there a timer? 
Like it yeah, wasn't there no, last year. If we're idling, it's because we're talking, or it's because we're in the bathroom. Yes. Like there's there's no reason yeah. why there should be a timer on on private. Especially especially when people are to, maybe somebody's trying to go through a custom a custom gear, or maybe we want to actually change the match type, which you know we can't do that now. Uh, we have to nope. back up the whole goddamn lobby. It's one of them things. Oh, yeah, we we we've gone over. We've gone over. <laughs> yeah, we've we, we've cut the promo on WWE 2K, and I think they've got their ass beat. I think they've got their ass beat well enough. But we now have something set. Hopefully, J Five Cornell, uh, hopefully Ryan Sand, of course, and myself will be able to hop on tomorrow to have some Christmas Day games. Uh, we did not. We were not able to do anything for Survivor Series. We didn't do anything for TLC. Maybe we'll start. Um, Start looking at what things could happen for Rumble. Maybe things that could happen for Rumble. We'll start. We'll start painting that picture out. But I'd love to be able to do that if we could change fucking arenas. But unfortunately, two K, we can't change arenas. Yeah, I, I, I just want to change the match type. I don't want to leave the lobby to change in the case if somebody just wants to join our lobby. But all right, I'm so sorry. You, that's not what you asked me. You asked me for the shout outs um, and stuff like that. You know, I always want to plug NXT WWE PC. Um, YouTube account, you know, we've had great stuff to drop. I just, um, I personally worked on this backstage pass at the first event um, that happened here for NXT in Jacksonville, Florida, about three weeks ago. It was pretty awesome. It was cool. We had a beat uh, behind the scenes of Rhea Ripley capturing the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, we have a lot of cool stuff coming out as well. Um, but also, shout out to you guys. It's been a great year. Um, watching you guys grow. Um, also, but like being a part of some of the stuff and J5 coming on to Orlando. And actually seeing um, kind of like how NXT does things down there was cool. And then me and Mark are going to go catch a Miami Heat game one of these days. And in some way, shape, or form, we're going to beat you in person in the wrestling and I'm going to leave. Um, but last but not least, before I go, I have to shout out my one and only fake Jamaican with the accent, Kofi Kingston. Wow. Um, holla at you, bro. It's always good. I saw what Brock did to you, but now you got a podcast. And now you got a tag team title. So I guess everything's okay now. <laughs> um, and, and also, and also, I see you signed a new deal for five years. So that means five years, five more years. You just running from me. Um, but yeah, but also, I want to give a shout out to Makazi because he had a comment talking about me being a voice to men or something like that. When every time I play him in a video game, my foot can't seem to get out of his ass. Mm. Um, wow! But you know, it's one of them things, man. Where you beat somebody 50, 60, 70 to zero, and they still tweet you for attention. Um, I mean, not really attention, but kind of covered the fact that you bought the ass. And then Kofi Kingston actually lost to Makati. So anyways, but yeah, just shout out to Kofi, bro. SOS, I'm sorry, SOS, I'm going to die yet. Hold it down. Um, I hear them. I, I hope, yeah, all that. All that. Like, like, Kofi, I wanted, like, did you hear, like, Beanie Man or Elephant Man? And just, like, wow. Cries? <laughs> Never mind. But anyways, man. Yeah, so, so shout out to my guy, Kofi. You know, hold it down. Always and forever, brother. I feel like we need to see this one on one in the E between Kofi and between Kofi and Cornell. The thing is, man, I saw Kofi. We were in Chicago, and I said, "Hey, man, I got a thing on me right now." Woo! Like, <laughs> and what did, Kofi, what did Kofi say? Kofi was like, "Hey, hold on!" <laughs> like so Xavier said, "Hold on, nigga, hold on, relax, relax <laughs> for a second, nigga, hold on now." So like, so like, here's the thing, man. They shot some stuff. And all I'm going to say is that, like, some stuff that went down, you know what I'm saying? Not with me and Kofi, because, you know, when some other stuff went down, I'm going to speak my piece on whenever it comes out. But I will say, it looks like, you know, Kofi will finally get his his head cut off uh Tampa, Florida. April. Um, So that's what we're looking at. You know, maybe, you know what, maybe me and Kofi can just 
play maybe at a Wild Mania or something, or maybe we can play before Wild Mania. We can just do something. Because at the end of the day, that ass is grass. Oh, they had a 2K20 set at Wild Mania. I'd be insanely happy. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. That sounds like a good idea. Like, have a game set up over there, bro, so I can start moving people's ass, like, next. Next. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. The amount of people that are going to line up. Yeah, you know, um, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I mean, like, Kenny King tried to pull up, and he got, we talked about last time. You know, he jumped in front of a bullet that wasn't meant for him. Um, a lot of guys try to pull up. I just want to catch Kofi, bro. Imagine me catching Kofi out of Wale Mania. Last year, they were celebrating him being the champion. This year, they're going to celebrate him getting his ass whooped. Bro, Ooh. this is going to be awesome. That'd be awesome. It, like, literally, it'd be quicker than him versus Brock. It'd be awesome, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have to do that. Now, Mule's about to oh, be pissed. Oh, now, 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 the whole timeline about to be pissed again. Too soon? Listen, when it comes to Kofi Kingston, I love Kofi, but I don't care. I don't care. Like he he needs to run my fade. And also the WWE on Fox account, I will report to if you ever try my life again. I will report to <laughs> <laughs> What happened with I, WWE I, on Fox? I, well listen, so the WWE on Fox account, they've been trying me, bro. Like, you know, I was supposed to get verified a couple of years ago by Twitter, you know what I'm saying? But Twitter was like, nah, bro, like we forgot. And they never went back and gave my check. My check. So WWE on Fox has this thing where it was like, I was like, I tweeted them um yesterday. I was like, hey. Let me know when y'all send my Christmas card out in the mail. And it was like, we only send it to verify superstars. Damn. And, and I wanted to be like your mother, but I was like, oh, okay. No, nah, I don't but do I, that. We you, you might just have to invite whoever's, whoever's, handling, so, whoever's handling social on, on WWE on Fox. Just pull up to Wally Mania. Just pull up to Wally Mania and we'll have the, we'll have the 2K20 setup. Yeah, see, that'd be awesome, bro. Well, first things first, Kofi Kingston. Come at me, bro. Come on, bro. <laughs> I, I want to retire Kofi. Come on, bro. Wow. Sounded like, sounded like Matt. A little bit of Matt. A little bit of Matt in there. Last time we see Matt, he had the black power fist in the air. But hold on. I don't know if he's gonna I don't know if he's gonna have black power. I don't know if he's gonna have black power fists when he's going up against Kofi Kingston. Kofi might wild out. Don't worry, I'll, I'll beat the black out of Kofi. Matt can have something. Don't worry about it. Oh, for the love of God. You know what? Follow the WWE Performance Center YouTube account on YouTube. Of course, you can follow Cornell at Cornell, C-O-R-N-E-L-L-G-U-N-T-E-R. Love having you on this week, Cornell. Of course, we're going to hear a lot more of you as we move on to the next year of RSPN. Of course, next year will be the New Year's episode. So shout out, everybody. Make sure you tune into next week as well. Of course, you can follow OG Johnny Five on Twitter and Instagram as well, but at RNC Radio Live on Twitter for all of our playlists and podcasts. You can follow the RNC Radio page on Instagram as well for a little bit of an exclusive sneak peek at some of the things that we have going on throughout the week for the RNC. But until then, of course, I am Mark. We will see Jeff next week. Uh, thank you to both of you, of course, for coming on this week on RSPN, and we will see everybody for the last one of the season. Peace. Of the year. Holy shit. Why did I say season?